You're going to have to twist your microphone. There she is. There it is. (laughs) And we're black. I wish. (laughs) Now the audience... (laughs) Impressive... (laughs) Jesus, fuck. This is already off to a racist start. Are you allowed to say that? Um, for... Probably not. Okay. All the black orient people can (laughs) call me. Because I on my phone number that I have public domained. Because I am a registered voter. Only on racial issues. It's a separate sect of voter that they okay, don't Okay, so this is about. where we're starting the episode, and nothing racist has been said before this point. Da-da-da. <laughs> and we're black. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I wish. Oh, no. This is just a... <laughs> oh, no. We're not doing this. We can't go down the fucking same path. And this funny Gleep gives me the stopwatch. Yeah, that's what George called him, a Gleep. And this, this crazy Gleep gave me this watch. <laughs> that's what George called him, a Gleep. Gleep. I saw that fucking weird guy that I don't know where he lives. But I was doinking around a couple days ago, and there's that guy that's in that, you know, that little helicopter vehicle from Far Cry 4? Yeah. That you can take, like, it's, you know, it's like that little, it's like a seat with wings. It's not really a helicopter. Yeah. There's somebody that around me that owns one of those. But his is like a glider, and it's like it's like a lawnmower engine on that thing, and he just dicks around over the property. I'm like, can I shoot you out of the air? Is that allowed? <laughs> if I get an anti-aircraft turret, and he's over my property... Don't You're I, in my airspace! Don't I have carte blanche to just flak gun him out of the sky? I feel like that's American. I feel like the Founding Fathers would want that. Anytime I see a hot air balloon, and I have it mounted in the back of my truck, and I'm in the middle of Rochester going down Broadway... Take it out of the sky. Well, the Founding Fathers, if you ask them that, they would say, A man in the sky is but a bird. That's how they would Next, you're gonna say, The slaves are people. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. George Washington. You're gonna try to convince me that women have rights? Are you telling me the Irish aren't the black of the white man? (laughs) Whoa. Didn't you impregnate, like, however many of your slaves? What's going on? <laughs> You're trying Where's to tell your... me that the queen's still alive? <laughs> Where's, where'd your teeth go, George? Talk to me without your fake teeth so I can adequately respect you. I can place you proportionately in the hierarchy. George Washington actually invented fake teeth. Did he? Yeah, because he didn't have, he was never born with teeth. Oh, he was like E-teeth, the alien that's all gum? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a pretty ironic name. Yeah, I don't know why they called it that. Didn't Steven Spielberg direct that? Isn't yes. that a classic Steven Spielberg movie? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only reason that Drew Barrymore is famous? I read a tweet the other day. Oh, that had, bold. That had a picture of, uh, oh God, what's that fucking thing from episode one? E-teeth. That, oh. uh, like, Watto, that flying merchant from that's on Tatooine. <laughs> And somebody said it's really impressive that Steven Spielberg could create a character that, like, six, six different races think are racist towards them. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a great all-time creation. But yeah, George Washington uh, was born, and they actually nicknamed him E.T.th, and that's where the movie spawned from. Okay. Like, Spawn the game? The, like, the, the purple thing? Remember that? Spawn? Isn't that a movie? What are you spawn, talking about? the movie. I have no idea. The film. Oh, of course. <laughs> you don't know what movies are, but you've got a pretty damn good grasp on film. 
I understand the concept of film. Fucking Spawn. (laughs) Are you talking about the talkie? How do you not know what Spawn is? How do you know what Spawn is? There was a Red Letter Media episode uh, episode where they referenced it, and I didn't know, like most Americans, what the fuck Spawn was. So you assume that I know what it is. Yeah, Spawn, it's a 1997 movie, and I will show you what the thing I'm talking... Oh, this isn't... Oh, it is the thing. It's like a blue... Oh, let's see. This thing. That's Spawn. What is that? It's Spawn. I don't know what what I don't know what race he is or species or. Oh my God! It says covert government assassin Al Simmons, played by Michael J. White, is killed after being double crossed by his boss Jason Wynn Martin Sheen. Upon arriving in Hell, Simmons is offered an opportunity to return to Earth if he's willing to lead an evil army. He accepts and is reincarnated as Hellspawn, a twisted, horribly disfigured version of his former self. However, Spawn serves as a force of good, much to the dismay of the devil's henchmen. A wicked clown, played by John Alberto Leguizamo. So yeah, Spawn, how do you, I mean, grow up. Uh, send me a picture of it, <laughs> and then type Spawn below it so I can find it. I mean, I bet there's, I bet there's really good shirtless pics of Spawn. Uh, I don't want those, I want the one you showed me. Fine, I'll give you the, the boring one. I want you to search Spawn Rule 34. No, I shan't. <laughs> Later I shall, but on air I shan't. That's a personal time yeah. search. I will enjoy every every swipe of that <laughs> when I get home. We need to just start, this needs to be a drug podcast. A what? I'm going to get a bunch of illicit drugs in every next, every preceding podcast. Or receding, preceding hairline, is that a thing? A oh no, my preceding hair- hairline. Oh no, my hairline's preceding. It comes before yeah. the hair. It's going, it's, that's every it's hairline. Going forward. That's every hairline. No. No, that would be a proceeding hairline. Well, okay. Preceding would be uh, what, uh, the hairline then, comes before the hair, which is what's every hair. What's a receding hair. hairline? That's when it goes back, though. Yeah. What's there's well, that's three out of the four. What's the other antonym we're missing? You want the antonym of precede? Sure. Uh, post-seed? There, what does that do for hair? The po- the hairline comes after the hair? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you brought it up. You defined it, you fucking idiot. The, so reseeding hairline is when... It you, goes back. Your hairline is going back. Yeah. Right? And then your hair grows forward. Yeah. A proceeding hairline is your hairline is somehow going forward and your hair is growing forward. A preceding hairline is your hairline is... Your hair... I don't know. That's just normal <laughs> hair. And then a, a, a post-seating hairline, your hair is just growing backwards. Sweet. <laughs> it just starts going down your back. That's fucking awesome. It starts at your forehead and starts growing back. What a weird... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm glad we had that conversation. Let's, now, back to everybody's topic. E-teeth. E-teeth. How would that work if E.T. showed up? Because I think he does have human teeth in the movie, which I thought he was... He looks like an alien that would be all gum. Yeah. Which is like, maybe that's what Spielberg's perfect woman would be, you know? Right. So, like, Spielberg makes it based on his ideal sex symbol. Well, he actually made it based off of George Washington, if you listened. Oh, no, he didn't know that, though. Steven Spielberg is a giant revolutionary war buff. Isn't he the guy where he's like, okay... We're outnumbered and we're probably going to lose. Everyone's like, yeah, it makes sense. It's the strongest uh, army in the world, you yeah. know, Britain. And then 
they were like sitting there at night and George Washington's like, we could just attack them now while everyone's sleeping. And people are like, we can do that? <laughs> what? No, my boss got mad at people. Cause he was pulling a tractor or with like some like big fucking attachment behind it. So he was going like 20 down uh, 52 and people wouldn't pass him cause it was a no passing zone and you could see past him. It was flat for like half a mile and people would not pass him and they would wait until it was a passing zone <laughs> of like, you can't break the rules of like that shit still exists today. And it's only a little wait, modern form. You can do that. It's so stupid. Literally everyone in the, on the planet is like, that's not how war is fought. Ugh. Or I don't know that it was George Washington, but when, Britain is like all lined up getting ready to fight and then the Americans are like, yeah, we're just going to hide behind the bush. Yeah, we're going to do as the Native Americans do and just fucking kill you. Yeah, and the, like, what? the British are like, well, hang on, that's no. No, yeah. We, that's not how we fight. <laughs> They're like, screw how we fight, I want to kill you, yeah, that's the point. It is now, we're winning, <laughs> you dweebs. It's like, are you telling me literally nobody's ever fought a war like this? God. That's so stupid. Yeah, I, yeah when did that transition take place? Because in medieval times, it was kind of just fucking, you know, batshit insane. Go back to like... Well, in medieval times, it, it was, I'm too. behind a wall, you have a catapult. Yeah, before that too, like the Romans, you don't, there's no, like obviously there was like military strategy and stuff. but Like it wasn't, the phalanx but it wasn't, with the Spartans? It wasn't lining up, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? It kind of was though. Yeah, but running at each other, it's not like you stood in a line and shot at each other and took turns. I guess, there was yeah, no that probably was taking. with the invention of the when gun. When did it change to fucking taking when turns? When the gun was invented. No, I don't think so. I think it was because guns took like a minute Forever to reload. reload. Okay. So Fuck. it's like, okay, we'll fire, and then while we're reloading, I guess you can shoot at us. That's so stupid. <laughs> but then as soon as uh, the bayonet was invented, they're like... We can just do physical combat again. I think I'm just going to try to act as if I was a Viking. Okay. Yeah. I think the Vikings, did, when they were just, everything was on impulse. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they had it figured out. I think that's what why Fight Club is so popular. Because Tyler Durden just does what he wants. And he doesn't do what he doesn't want to do. I've started doing, I've started living like that and everything's a lot better. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. That's why, what are we doing? That actually reminds me of something that I used to think about. Somebody that you used to know? Yeah, that like reminded a... me of somebody that I used to know. <laughs> Name two NFL football teams. Pre-20... Just e e ever. Okay, Washington Redskins. Okay. Just to include that, to piss off the... Really nobody. Nobody fucking cares. And um, I'll just say, like, uh, the Baltimore Colts, when they were in Baltimore with Johnny Unitas. Okay, so... If we were to get on a football field, yeah, a bunch of Native Americans and a bunch of Colts, yeah, who horses. would win in a fight? Yeah, horses. I don't think the Native Americans would kill them. I think they would just be like, ooh, horses are useful. Let's tame them. You literally cannot, you're not allowed to leave the field until one team is fully dead. Then the Native Americans, by far. Okay. Yeah. See, it's always just an interesting thought experiment. The Vikings and the Ravens, that would be weird. I think the Ravens would win. Oh, you think so? Ah, like, it's tough. Like the bird flu? Modern day Ravens versus like Scandinavian, like 1100. Well, in this, in this, uh, preceding that hypothetical, yeah. the Ravens are fully like, we're going to attack to try to kill you. Not okay. like we're going to fly around and you can just try to attack us. Yeah. They're both fully trying to kill each other. It's, it's a tough fight. Uh, but I think the Ravens win God, because the Vikings so. don't have range. 
I don't think you need it. I think you're clubbing those stupid fucking birds and they get close. I don't think you win that fight with range anyway because they're such a small target in the air, you know? That's fair. Now, the Bears and the Vikings would be a good... The Bears versus the Packers? You have a bunch of grizzly bears versus, versus people like Amazon pack, workers? Yeah, people who pack cheese. <laughs> That's not close at all. That's yeah, a very... Some of them just aren't very fair fights. No, but... I don't even know what a Seahawk is. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the San Diego Chargers are just a lightning bolt. That's not fair. <laughs> that versus anything, you just win. Wasn't a Charger a type of car, too? You could just do that. Okay. So you just Charlottesville fucking everybody and mow people down. Yeah. That's Yeah, they win. So I guess my point what is, is... Yeah, what's the best NFL team? Yeah, Really, the Patriots. <laughs> Nobody can beat the Minutemen. If you're listening to this, this is the perfect hypothetical to just randomly ask people. Without any prompt, just ask them for two NFL football teams... And then, at, and then pit them against each other in a life-or-death battle. Yeah, real mascot versus real mascot, yeah. The Jets? I mean... It's hard to beat a Jet. How but big it's is also a giant? hard for a Jet to... Well, uh, what the technicality of a Giant is yeah. like seven feet, isn't it? Okay, so... The, but you can also mm-hmm. go like... Are they talking about Mythical Giant, which is like 30 feet? I, I fucking... Speaking of Mythical Giant, I guess who learned another fucking lame fact about Biblical Noah? He was like fucking 14 feet, 11 inches tall. There's no way. I looked That's it up. true. 100%. Yeah. He was huge. It's disgusting. How on earth are you 14 feet tall? There was another. Somebody else from the Bible, too, was that tall. Noah, Bible, height, width. <laughs> the Bible tells us no, I don't give a shit about his ark. His father, where people, whatever, but Noah's uh, fucking nine feet tall. Come on, Google. That's stupid. Noah, how tall was Noah's wife? I don't care. <laughs> the only two things people care about when it comes to Noah are his arc and the height of his wife. We're going to citydata.com. This is a forum from 0509-2008, post 9-11. There's no way it says this in the Bible. This guy says four foot eleven. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> that is more reasonable than fourteen feet. Noah was of normal, average height. His bloodline and family members were not infected with the DNA of Nephilim. Nephilim, and then it quotes Genesis six nine that says, "And Noah and his generations were all perfect." So that's that's a bit vague. So they were five four, <laughs> the perfect height. Tall enough, but not a giant. As such, is an abnormality. I just want to know. I saw an illustration of Noah by people, and he looks fucking huge. Let's see. Let's see what this one says. Biblical giants. King Og of Bashan was 11 feet 10 inches tall. He was fucking eight cubits. Gilgamesh. Assuming he is one cubit shorter than his coffin. (laughs) So, yeah, he's massive. I don't... But that's not Noah. Yeah, that's the thing, is I'm trying to figure out. You saw a picture of Noah standing near people, and those people were three foot two. There's a lot of these fucking... You'll see Noah was 177 centimeters tall. I'm taller than him. I'm 187 and a half centimeters tall. Fuck him. He's manly. Get him out of here. Don't eat him. He's an old fucking short loser. He was the perfect height, according to God. Ugh. So you're too tall, you freak. Oh, no. I think God's just wrong. Um, Did you ever think of that? No, actually, that's never crossed my mind. And it should never cross yours again. 
I just want a definite Or it'll be the last thought that ever crosses your mind. People also ask, how big is the Noah? What? (laughs) I don't know if that's an alternative name for the Ark. Well, no, because it's just Noah's Ark, so it's just called Ark. Oh, yeah, Adam was the other one that I think was super tall. Adam. That was the guy that was taller than Noah. Height. Bible. Let us check. According to one theory, Adam and Eve were about 15 feet tall. There's no way. Yeah, so Adam's 15 feet tall. Noah was 14 feet 11 inches. I guess, it, I guess if Adam was the first guy, God's like, I don't really have any Scaling. reference. Yeah. So I'm just going to make him this height. And then God's like, okay, that's too tall. We're going to slowly start to shrink them as they go down. Adam also lived to be 930 years old. Everybody that's named Adam out there has got a lot bigger challenge to you know live up to than I do. That's so fair because that. Adam didn't uh, build an ark, but he started humanity. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck beating that. The idea that Adam was a giant finds support in Islam as well, although the Islamic tradition takes an extreme view. In the Hadith, Abu Hurairah... Oh, of course. You want to say that again? No. <laughs> relates that the Prophet said Allah created Adam, making him 60 cubits tall. Sahir al-Bakari, Book 55, Hadith 543. This would make Adam about 90 feet tall. <laughs> What? I th- I think the there's definitely a problem in how big a cubit is. I think there's some translation error going on here. I yeah, it says Adam lived 930 years. The Quran states he was 90 feet tall. So there's no possible way he was 90 feet tall. No, he was. It says it right here. That's the size of a skyscraper. <laughs> he, I mean, you have to have a lot of seed. In order to start a whole line of human. I like to think that Eve is the proportional size to him as Adam's rib cage. Or his one rib. Yeah. She's the size of his rib. So, she, like, he's 90 feet tall. She's, like, 10 feet tall. <laughs> I bet I bet Cora would have an answer. Who? I don't. Everybody's asking about the Ark. I don't give a fuck about the Ark. We've talked enough about the Ark. Ugh. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Heck it all. But speaking of E.T. Yeah. <laughs> let's go back to the gum alien. Or presumed gum alien that was then given dentures. Mm-hmm. Post-film. Uh, so they, they CG'd in dentures. Yeah, and E.T.'s too. He actually has dentures. Is there a second E.T.? Well, there's gonna be after I'm done with it. <laughs> There better not be a second. Doesn't he just leave? How does that movie end? Don't they bike off? What happens? Do they get shot out of the sky by an American in his backyard? All I know is they find him in in their closet. He says, hey, guys, I need a phone so I can call my dad and pick me up. Yeah. And they're like, E-teeth, we, <laughs> we don't have a phone that can call that far. We, that, we would have to pay a lot of money for long distance because yeah. it's 1987. You're going to bankrupt the country, E-teeth. We can't afford long distance dial-up like that, E-teeth. So we'll just take you home on our own. And then they bike off and they fly into the moon. And that's the end of the movie. It's like a five-minute film. Yeah, but you have that movie thing where every movie is like four minutes. <laughs> I do want to look up the E.T. ending. E.T. ending explained. E.T. says goodbye to Michael and Gertie. Ew. As she presents him with a flower. She, E.T. is a woman. It is fucking Steven Spielberg's ideal woman. Presents him with a flower he had re- revived. Oh, so it's... Gertie is 
as she presents him with a flower. Gertie so is Gertie Drew gives, Barrymore. Gertie gives E.T., who is a dude, a flower. Yeah. Before boarding the spaceship, he embraces Elliot and tells him, I'll be right here, pointing his glowing finger to Elliot's forehead. He picks up the chrysanthemum and boards the spaceship. But then what happens to him? That's where the second movie comes in. It's the thing of, like, where does Jesus go after he is revived? <laughs> I don't know. Does he I, die again? Or does he just wander I don't know what off? happens. There's a big gap in that part of, like, okay, if Jesus is resurrected, what happened to him? Why didn't he stay a second time? Yeah, so Jesus... If, he, if we have now figured out that Jesus can't die, why did he go willingly away after he came back? Jesus was nailed to a cross. Correct. He dies. He gets put in a cave, and then they move a stone, right? Yeah. And then... Three days later, they come back. The stones move. Jesus is gone. Yeah. He's alive. He doesn't come back and say, hey, guys, I'm alive. He just leaves. Like, fuck, I got to get away from these groupies. These guys are going to kill me again. And then, and I just want to know where the, everybody bitches about, like, the lost years of, like, when he went to India and everything. But, yeah. like, the, what about the lost years of, like... Is he still alive? Of, it's sort of Adolf Hitler-esque of, like, is he in Argentina? I like how that happens about every two years. <laughs> oh, there's a 124-year-old in Argentina that's like, hey, I'm Adolf Hitler. <laughs> like, Jesus. How? And we're back. Because <laughs> it's, it's been proven that, like, the Russians, because they lied about fucking everything. And then, uh, that's topical. And, um... The teeth that they said was Adolf Hitler's is now, like, proven DNA-wise to be a woman's teeth. Ava Braun. They, I don't know. But I feel like if Hitler would have escaped, he would have taken her with. Of, like, why not? I think, no, he, he's like, sh she goes, all right, we're going to die in this bunker. Hitler, can we get married? He goes, oh, my God, you're so clingy. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to work out. And she goes, it's going to work out. You can't even leave the bunker. And then he shoots her in the face, and he's like, I'm taking your teeth. I'm going to go. I'm going to yeah. go. <laughs> I'm, I'm Hitler. I, I'm Hitler. I can leave the bunker. Shoots her first thing he says. I'm taking your teeth. <laughs> aye, aye, sir. They're so perfect that people will think they're mine. Yeah. These teeth are the most Aryan teeth I've seen. <laughs> these are the opposite of E-teeth. <laughs> these, these, are, these are real teeth. Yeah. Not gum, fake denture teeth. <laughs> Fucking E-teeth. What a good movie. Is Gertie actually Drew Barrymore? Yeah. You know Drew Barrymore is a show? Yes. Fuck Drew Barrymore is Gertie. Drew Barrymore has also gotten fat and had a very racist great grandfather. It's pretty fun to read about. <laughs> Isn't it? I think there is um there's a thing that John Barrymore, born John Sidney Blythe. There was one scene where Drew Barrymore was supposed to like cry because E.T. was dead or something like that. Mm -hmm. So he drew he convinced drew barrymore that et was real and she's like actually acting in this movie with him and then she conv he convinced drew barrymore that et was dead and she actually started crying Jesus. and they used that take in the movie that's because it was way better than having her fake cry that's terrible <laughs> that's so mean it might have just been i don't know i could have sworn one of them had a very anti-semitic rant and I could have sworn it was John Barrymore, but... Uh, Everyone's talking about John Barrymore these days. Yeah, 100% was this guy. I just can't remember. The problem is Wikipedia is a very bad website. It's the internet encyclopedia. I just want a regular encyclopedia. Okay, Encyclopedia Brown. <sighs> how much do you think a full set of encyclopedias are? I bet that fucking sucks. Pretty expensive. Remember how fun it was to make encyclopedias and then people just fucking invented the internet then things started becoming way more and more numerous? So people <laughs> yeah. making physical encyclopedias got fucked? 
We're like, we don't have this kind of paper. There's too many things now. <laughs> After the internet was invented, they're like, things are growing exponentially. We can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first thing that's listed in Drew Barrymore's uh, Wikipedia page is that she was in E.T. Because <laughs> it's the reason she's famous. That's very weird. Steven Spielberg is known for his hit comedy film, Schindler's List. <laughs> That's weird. He fully intended it for it to be a comedy and just nobody took it like that for some reason. Yeah, he's like, this movie's going to be so funny, we're going to just get rid of the color. <laughs> and like, oh. The color would be too distracting for how funny this is. Yeah. Spielberg. Spielberg, he was diagnosed with dyslexia at age 60. And he made a what? movie about a list? 60? How do you not know that's a problem until you're 60? <laughs> How is nobody... What the fuck? You can probably develop it later in life. That's so when you When you get old man brain. What the fuck? You think? Yeah. You think it's like a dementia thing? Probably. Did you ever see Super 8? No, I saw the first seven. It's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> the only appropriate response to that question. It just... Should have seen it coming. <laughs> Fuck. Um, that is also a Steven Spielberg movie. And that is Stranger Things before Stranger Things. And it's a very good movie. And uh, that involves an alien who I don't think has teeth. But Classic has, like, Spielberg. Mandible things. You know what I mean? Like Mandible things. Or like alien... Uh, Te- like tentacly fingers? Uh, what's it called? Like fangs. There we go. It's Alien like, fangs. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like a, a venta black that thing that rare black color of alien, and then his he has fangs instead of like human teeth, like E. Teeth. Okay. But that movie is also a very good Steven Spielberg Alien movie. That is that movie is a much better movie than E. Teeth. I think every Steven Spielberg movie is an Alien movie. Now that I think about it, you think you want to go through them. Yeah. Let's. You want me to pull up a filmography and we can talk about how they're all alien movies at its core? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know why the King of the Hill theme song is in my head. Probably because you were living on top of a hill earlier and you think you're the king of it. That would be the most logical guess. But it's wrong. How much do you think Steven Spielberg is worth? 20 bucks. No, yeah. that's too high. <laughs> Sasha. 400 million. 3.7 billion. <laughs> He's yeah. a billionaire? Yeah. Multi-billionaire. Let us check. He directed a couple episodes of Columbo, which is a very good show that I've only seen one episode of. He also did The Animaniacs. Did he? Yeah. Which oh, is very clearly alien. Who could forget Amblin, a 1968 short film? I don't know what that is, but it sounds alien. Move on. It was, it was Spielberg's first completed film shot in 35 millimeter. The film is a short love story set during the hippie era of the late 1960s about a young man and woman who meet in the desert, attempt to hitchhike, become friends, then lovers, make their way back to a beach, and part ways with an alien. Oh my god, so that one we don't even have to talk about. No, that's one. The problem is, is he has a lot of filmography. We don't have to go through all of them, just go through like the really Jaws. well ones. Jaws, there we go. Okay, you're telling me Jaws the shark is not some sort of alien? Really, yeah, that would make sense of why it's such a, you know, spooky thing. There's no possible way there's a shark that big. Yeah, alien, move on, next. Okay. Well, that is King of the Hill. Close Encounters of the... I don't know what that... Raiders of the Lost Ark, there we go. Ooh, that one's tough. That one's a little hidden. I don't know. I think for how uh, powerful Nazi Germany was when it existed, I think it would be 
not that much of a reach to assume that the Nazis had power because of extraterrestrial beings. Right. And then that's what they then find is the Ark of the Covenant, which okay. could be a lost artifact from a... It's an alien artifact. Yeah, correct. So there's no actual aliens in the movie. But it is rooted in extraterrestrialness. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, how about this one? E.T. the extraterrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> that one's tough. Fuck. Um, I think there's a, 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 I think there's a bicycle in that movie. There is. E.T., the extraterrestrial, reminds me, there is a movie I can remember a clip of. There's a, like a 1990s E.T.-esque movie. Alien child movie? Would that work? Yeah. That I can't remember the fucking title of. But it's like another, like, aliens are people too kind of movie. Where Mac and me? Is that? I'm not sure if that's it. The problem is if you look up alien movies, they're all like the really cool action ones and not like the... Alien versus Predator. They're not like the cool... Uh, Terminator 2 isn't an alien one. He's a cyborg. What? Well, cyborgs are alien. Are they? Not extraterrestrial, but they are alien technology. Huh. As an unknown to us. I hate that your internet sucks only when I use it. <laughs> this is an anti-spectrum internet podcast. I think everyone has that stance that lives on the planet, so it's fine. Forgotten. Oh my god, I hate it. The problem is, <gasps> Mac and me. That's that what, what I said? said. Isn't that what you looked up? No, I looked up <laughs> 1990s alien movie. I said that like 20 minutes ago. Was that? Fuck, it was this movie. Yeah, he lands in like the park in his little spaceship. 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. What the fuck was wrong with Mac and me? Maybe this isn't the movie. I didn't think he has a dad, but in the movie it looks like he has a dad. <laughs> a young extraterrestrial separated from its family and stranded on Earth finds friendship with a boy in a wheelchair. That boy's name? Stephen Hawking. Whoa! Produced by Matt Damon. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, Mark Damon. Who could forget? <laughs> Mark- I was going to say, Matt Damon was like 20 in 1999. <laughs> There's no way. That was his first film. Mark Damon was born as Alan Harris. What? <laughs> he did the Jewish thing where he changes his name. It says here he's related to William Fago Gates, and that's why he changed his name. He was ashamed of how bad of an operating system Microsoft was. It wasn't even rooted in hiding his Jewishness. It was rooted in <laughs> hiding from Bill Gates. <laughs> he's he like, I hate, I hate Windows. Yeah, he's like, I'm a fucking I'm Linux, a Linux guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. That guy's, Mark Damon's pretty cool. <laughs> Mac and me, good lord. No Did- OS will ever be better than Linux. <laughs> Mac and me, the sequel was permanently canceled. <laughs> there was a sequel, though. Good lord. Okay. The, there's a Steven Spielberg movie. The, oh, we're really stumbling upon this. We start as a joke, but the, like after Jaws, there was a movie called Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. That's like unironically. You've never heard of that? Uh, the next one, Twilight Zone the movie, 1983, one segment. And then Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. We can visit that one and figure out how it's a... Uh... Well, we already established that Indiana Jones is a... Uh... Yeah, the, the, all the like Indian sacrificial shit was yeah. probably to a god that we don't know exists, but they did. It's, it the, same, it's a... the same aliens that built the, the Aztecian temples. Okay. And the Mayan temples and the Egyptian pyramids. Yeah. The Last Crusade, Indiana Jones, everybody knows. Okay, Hook... We're going to see what Hook is about. That's about uh, the it's kids Robin in Neverland. It's Peter a, Pan, probably. It's Robin Williams with Hook before he killed himself. It starts Dustin Hoffman in the title role. Robin Williams is Peter Banning slash Peter Pan. Yeah, that's... 
You're telling me that Tinkerbell's not an alien? I mean, who plays Tinkerbell? We can go on how hot is Tinkerbell. Julia Roberts. She, I don't know what she looked like when this movie came on. Is, okay, Probably so younger the than is, she does now. The question is, is Julia Roberts an alien? Oh, definitely. You think? Easily. No question. She also had a younger half-sister named Nancy Moltz. Which isn't a name, and I'm assuming Nancy was eaten for the race of alien that Julia Roberts portrays. Yeah, or or actually just is right. So, you yeah. can't you can't tell me that someone doesn't age in the last thirty years. Neverland is just the fucking afterlife, another like ethereal plane where the aliens live. Oh, is it? Oh, hundred percent. Jurassic thought... Jurassic Park, dinosaurs, aliens, Boom. dinosaurs, aliens, easy. Schindler's List, um. Jews, aliens, everyone Easy. knows this. Saving Private Ryan. Spoiler alert, doesn't get saved. Yeah. Is, <laughs> Only an reason, alien the reason he was that. Yeah, the reason his brothers died and he did it, alien. Boom. <laughs> Easy. Catch me if you can. Fuck. <laughs> oh no. We saw that movie like a billion times. Because we were forced to watch Ratatouille like 250 times in life skills. In any class that that teacher taught. That was about every year or every semester you'd watch Ratatouille about ten full times. And I there's no way that's okayed by the curriculum. No, I I mean, the, what is really is the curriculum that hard for f- creative foods? I guess not. It's fruit pizza really that creative? No, well, I didn't make a on. single fucking thing in creative foods and I got an A. <laughs> I don't. I, so catch me if you can is what we watched in a career explorations esque class. I don't know if it was money management. It was something like that. Okay. Um, With Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks, where Leonardo DiCaprio fakes a bunch of shit. Yeah. And Tom Hanks chases him because Tom Hanks is a Hollywood pedophile that wants to rape children. (laughs) And that is both in the movie true and literally true as he is now. That sounds alien to me. You think? Only an alien would want to rape a child. I mean. Hopefully. Let us see. Plot. Frank William Abagnale Jr. There's a Frank... That's a long name. Every time I hear Catch Me If You Can, the only thing I can think of is the uh, the movie poster with the blue guy and Frankie Muniz for, for Big Fat Liar. What are you talking about? Big Fat Liar Frankie Muniz. What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> God, I have seen this before. I just don't... Oh, no, it's na- I got a Google alert that it's National MS Day tomorrow. Fuck. <laughs> Thanks, Google. What are you going to do to celebrate? Probably just, just not take my meds. <laughs> Be a good fucking... <laughs> Amanda Bynes was in that before she was raped by every Hollywood elite known to man. Mm-hmm. Is she still alive? Yeah, she's still alive, but she's doing still awful. a mess. Yeah, poor thing. Let's bring back the Amanda show with Josh Peck. <laughs> Fat Josh Peck. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck. (laughs) I think that's who this is. Yeah, Josh Peck is in the Amanda show. Jesus. Josh. Drake Bell was in it, too. Really? Yeah. Huh. Didn't Drake Bell, like, touch a woman? Or a girl? He wishes. Yeah. Drake Bell was in it. Who are these other people? That's Drake's and Josh's mom from the show. That's in this. Judge Trudy? Who could forget Judge Trudy? <laughs> Good lord. The 90s were wild. What about the dancing lobsters? When are they going to make a comeback? What about the dancing lobsters? That's, that's what we need as a soundbite. You'll probably have to put that in. The audience going to be pissed when you don't put that in. I'm not going to do it. Rude, but fair. 
Christopher Walken plays Frank Abagnale Sr. And then to describe his role, all it says is the father of Frank Abagnale. (laughs) Holy fuck, this is the worst fucking Wikipedia page. (laughs) Okay, so we figured out, uh, where's the alien in this movie? It's find the alien. It's like, where's Waldo, but find the alien. I think that's probably who told Tom Hanks where he was. Oh, you think so? Yeah, because Frank Abagnale was pretty smart. And the alien's like, okay, I'm a big fan of making money. I have a lot of money invested in the U.S. economy. Yeah. You would if you were an alien. I can't have this fucking kid ruining everything for me. Right. That makes sense. So the alien was just a snitch, an informant, if you will. He doesn't make an appearance in the movie, but it's pretty clear behind the scenes. Historical accuracy. The only thing this movie doesn't include is the alien. Oh. (laughs) It mentions it in the Wikipedia page. Oh, it says it includes the alien, but doesn't ever show who he is. Oh, so they kind of like mention him a little bit. Yeah, but it's not a it's not an on screen character. Gotcha. He's only known in thought in the movie. That makes sense. That's the way movies should be done. Yeah, like good horror movies that don't know what you're supposed to be, don't let you know what you're supposed to be afraid of until like the end. Yeah. Ready like, Player One. Like Friday the Thirteenth, but Jason Voorhees doesn't show up until the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah, and nobody's afraid of him because he just looks gross. <laughs> His head's just, like, soggy. It's, like, just a fucking waterlogged head. Ew. Who invited that kid? He's trying to kill him with a chainsaw, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Jason, the chainsaw's too wet because of your head. You fucking freak. Someone just smacks him in the face with a lead pipe, and he falls He explodes. (laughs) It's like if you were to shoot a watermelon with a 50 cal. Just boom. It's like, I didn't think that was going to happen, guys. You, you, you fucking, like, prick his head with a pin, and it... <laughs> that was pretty easy. So Why the, are we afraid so of that? So the question is, is, if he doesn't show up until the last five minutes, what, what, what is the rest of the movie? What are they afraid They're of? They're just at camp. <laughs> it's them having a blast at camp, and then, like, there's little teases, right? Like, the power goes out. And then the camp counselor's like, oh, that, the the breaker just flipped. We can just turn it back on. Yeah. And then it's an hour and a half of them just kind of having a good time. Yeah, making hot dogs and stuff. Yeah. And then and then Jason comes up and he's about to kill one of the kids. And then the counselor smokes him in the face and he explodes. Yeah, Jason's head is already making that soft balloon sound. And the counselor thinks there's a fly. So he grabs a swatter and no looks a fly swatter <laughs> behind him. And he's just, boom. <laughs> he's not even aware. And then Jason's corpse, like his torso and legs, do that balloon thing and he flies off into the lake. <laughs> and nobody even ever sees no, him. No, he's, he's never acknowledged in the movie. <laughs> I'll read the plot. Who's of- trying to hit a fly by backwards <laughs> And there's no wall to hit it against. The the camp counselor really just big dick energy Jason Voorhees out of existence. He's having a tough day. He burned all the fucking hot dogs. He's just pissed. And he heard that fly. He's like, God damn it. He fucking... They don't even even get scared or call the cops or anything because nobody... There's like... Nobody's afraid of anything. That's That's the go big or go home of like, hey, let's just... Never show them what they're afraid of. It's just a move. It's still a camp documentary. Until the last minute when he's killed. You don't you have no background on the killer at all. You have no idea what he looks like. You see him and you're like, ew, is that a manatee? 
fucking gross. Well, as you're going through the movie, there's like parts where Jason will show up and he'll sabotage something to try to scare them. Mm. But then the camp counselor's like, nah, that's fine. We'll just, we'll just fix it. <laughs> They're not scared of anything at all. It's like, oh, that's weird. This loose wire is in a puddle of water. I guess we'll just flip the power off <laughs> and then put that away somewhere else and we'll probably get an electrician in here sometime. And we'll have someone mop up this puddle, too. You know what movie we need to talk about? <clears throat> what? Gremlins. Aliens. This is now a Gremlins movie review podcast. Okay, it's been I 80 seen, years since I I've seen that yeah, movie. Yeah, I have not seen Gremlins in a very long time. Don't <laughs> feed them after midnight, otherwise there's two of them. Don't throw them in the tub, they hate water. <laughs> Do you want the synopsis of Gremlins to kind of refresh your memory? Yes, please. A gad- <laughs> mm, Don't like this job title. A gadget salesman. Is <laughs> Well, that's why- th- Is it Inspector Gadget? Is there a No, that's, that's why the main Gremlin is called Gadget. I thought his name was, like, Gizmo. Or Ike. Gazmet and Gaz- Gadget and Gizmo are the two of the Gremlins. Is that true? Yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, the featured song in the movie and is... And Ike is a third one. ...is the Gremlin Rag. <laughs> a gadget salesman is looking for a special gift for his son and finds one at a store in Chinatown. A son, not a special gift. Oh! The shopkeeper okay. is reluctant to sell him the Mogwai, but sells it to him with the warning to never expose him to bright light, water, or to feed him after midnight. All of this happens... <laughs> <laughs> and and the result is a gang of gremlins that decide to tear up the town on Christmas Eve. That's a shitty time of the year to fucking do that. Maybe it's a Christmas buy, movie. Maybe buy a fucking better, uh, be a better dad and buy a present that's not the fucking, on Christmas Eve. I get that you're yeah. busy selling gadgets. <laughs> Why are you this late at buying a gift? You're not prepared for this at all. And what you decide to give your son as a gift is from a seedy stall in Chinatown. And he says, oh, I don't think I should sell you this. And he's like, oh, please, I need a gift for my son because I'm a bad dad. Yeah. He goes, okay, I'll sell it to you, but you gotta promise to never give it direct sunlight. Never let it come in contact with water. And absolutely, under no circumstance, feed it after midnight. (laughs) If I was the dad, I'd be like, all right, maybe I guess I'll pass on this and I'll go get a dog. Struggling inventor Randall Peltzer visits a Chinatown antique store hoping to find a Christmas present for his son, Billy. (laughs) I mean, it's Christmas Eve, you fuck. And you don't... I just may... Go to Walmart and get a toy. If he's an inventor, can't he just make a gift that's unique only to his son? You know how cool a kid kid would fucking love that. Like, Dad made me a toy that only I have. I mean, you're a struggling inventor because you're not smart. You can make an RC car, for crying out loud. Fuck. Just go buy a Hot Wheel. Yeah. And then just hook up some RC controls to it. That's it. Inside, Randall encounters a small furry creature called a mogwai, which in Cantonese means devil. That's kind of cool. The owner, Mr. Wing, refuses to sell Randall the creature, but his grandson secretly overrules him. That's not how hierarchies work at all. <laughs> but whatever. Warning Randall. Don't listen to my grandfather. We'll sell it. Yeah. Warning Randall to remember three important rules. Do not expose the mogwai to light, especially sunlight, which will kill it. Do not let it come in contact with water, and above all, never feed it after midnight. Which I have a problem with, because technically every time you feed it, it can be construed as after midnight. Yeah, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, it's after last midnight. Yeah, so that's that's fucking stupid. So when When can I start feeding it? Correct. When does the after midnight time stop? 
<laughs> when is it not technically after midnight? I. <sighs> this is just not a, this is like a genie if it was a weird alien creature and also i feel like because right one of them multiplies and one of them makes him angry and then one of them kills him right i think i think yeah there are different subtype personalities of gremlins yeah yeah well it's it's water uh Earth, water water multiplies fire. it is that how it works uh, they affect the gremlin differently in yeah okay to like water it multiplies it feeding it after midnight turns turns it into a gremlin and then the sunlight kills it. That's what the guy says, basically. I imagine we're going to get to this because I will read the whole plot of the movie. But it just makes it's. It just seems it's to not me a good like, gift. Well, but Overall, what I'm saying it's is a dumb gift. Him the saying risk that um, sunlight kills it yeah. is saying, "Hey guys, guess what? This is the end of the movie. Sunlight's going to kill it." That's a good point. That's kind These of. These are a... the three things that you shouldn't have done to it. Obviously, at some point, those three things are going to happen to it. It hits water. It gets fed after midnight, and then the sunlight's going to kill it. That's the end of the movie. Yeah, really. It's like just open up the moonroof in the daytime. Yeah, and you're good. Just go outside. We're now nomads until all the. I guess if it's dead. like if it's like twelve thirty in the morning and you feed it and then drop it into a pool. Okay, you have to survive until yeah. the sun comes out. Yeah. <laughs> it says, Randall returns home to Kingston Falls, which is a area in Fallout 4 for all of the people. No, never mind. That's like, it's like, uh, I thought Jamaica because Kingston, but there's like a New York, part of New York that's like Jamaica Hills or well, Jamaica Fallout Plains. takes place in Massachusetts. Yeah, I know this. There's a Commonwealth Jamaica area in Fallout 4. Whatever. Besides the point. So Randall returns home to Kingston Falls where he gives the Mogwai to Billy as a pet. Billy works in the local bank. Billy has a job? I thought Billy was like four. I thought Billy was like 12. How does he work at the bank? What? Okay, whatever. Billy, who is immune to child labor laws, works <laughs> in a local bank. They say that in the movie. But fears that his dog, Barney, will be put down by the elderly miss... Oh no, miser? M-I-S-E-R, right? Yeah, miser. Is that like just a curmudgeon? A uh, miser is someone who doesn't like to spend their cash. Okay. Elderly miser, Mrs. Deagle. Randall names the Mogwai Gizmo, explains the three rules he was told, and Billy makes sure to treat him well. When Billy's young friend, Pete, Pete, you fucker, <laughs> accidentally spills water over Gizmo, five more Mogwai spawn from his, from his back, a more troublemaking sort led by the aggressive Stripe, named after the tuft of fur on his head. Billy shows one of his mogwai to his former science teacher, Mr. Hansen, spawning another mogwai on whom Hansen experiments. That's sick. Hansen's the, uh... The Nazi of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Back at home, Stripe and his fellow mogwai trick Billy into feeding them after midnight by severing the power cord to his bedside clock. That's pretty smart. (laughs) Well, like, what do they eat? What do you feed them? There was a lot of things his fucking dad wasn't didn't inquire about. Fuck you, Randall. Randall's <laughs> just a shit dad. I hope Randall gets killed. This whole movie would have been avoided if he wasn't a bad dad. Yeah, they form cocoons. That's odd. <laughs> as does Hanson's Mogwai, which soon hatch and they emerge as mischievous reptilian monsters known as gremlins, who then torture Gizmo, aw, and attack Billy's mother, Lynn, fuck Lynn, while Hanson is killed by his gremlin. Hang on. Lynn is in the picture? I thought she was, like, gone, and it was just Billy and his dad. No, Lynn's there. I like that. <laughs> so then, okay, so now there's a bad dad and a bad mom. Neither of them got him a present for Christmas. I like that, um, and Lynn has enough, has piss-poor taste in men to marry, uh, I thought they Randall. were divorced. No. <laughs> 
So I like that Gizmo is still cool and the gremlins. Yeah. Who are like trying to get revenge against God for existing, then attack Gizmo from whom they come from, though, which is kind of mean. Yeah. So Gizmo's just cool, but the gremlins are nuts. That's like that's like uh, Adam and Eve attacking God. Yeah. Lynn and Billy are able to kill off the gremlins, except for Stripe, who escapes to a local YMCA. Ooh, that hits deep. <laughs> that one hurts. There, Stripe jumps into a swimming pool, spawning an army of gremlins who wreak havoc in Kingston Falls. Many people are injured or outright killed, holy fuck, <laughs> by the gremlins' rampage, including Mrs. Deagle. Fuck her. <laughs> Stupid bitch. That miser. Yeah. As Billy rescues his girl, Billy has a girlfriend? I'm so confused at the age of Billy, because I thought he was always like 12 or 13. He works at a bank and is getting pussy. Billy. So he's 14. What's going on? Yeah. As Billy rescues his girlfriend, Billy is the, he hit puberty at 10 and fucks and has a job. As Billy, as Billy rescues his girlfriend, Kate Beringer, B-E-R-I-N-G-E-R. Beringer? Beringer. You say the G. Beringer. Beringer. Okay. Kate Beringer. They hide in a now abandoned bank where Kate reveals to Billy and Gizmo why she hates Christmas. When she was nine years old, her father went missing on Christmas Eve and did not come home on Christmas Day either. Several days later, he was found dead in their chimney while he dressed while dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> My dad was too fat to be fun. So Fuck Christmas. <laughs> Fuck you, Kate Barron. So this guy dresses up as Santa Claus, jumps down the chimney, and, and gets dies. stuck and dies. Nobody figures to look for him. There's no way he dies. He'd have to hit something. You don't die just by being stuck. Well, he got stuck and then I guess he probably, it was hard for him to breathe. There's too much soot could or something. Be. Yeah, could be. But he, black lung. he didn't even tell his wife, hey, I'm going <laughs> to. No, it was a first surprise. Of, first of all, you don't have to go down it says the it. chimney. It, it says it. It says it. My bad. I should have read ahead. Planning to surprise her and her mother, he accidentally slipped and broke his neck while climbing down the chimney. <laughs> Still suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder because of the event. Kate this could be a movie in itself. Yeah, this is fucking awesome. It doesn't make any sense. Kate confesses this is how she discovered the truth about Santa Claus. <laughs> That's so messed up. Yeah. There's Why no did he go down the chimney? God. He doesn't have to go down the chimney. What, was he planning to climb back up the chimney? Oh, I, don't oh, oh, oh. I mean, it's fine. No one was there. Yeah, what are you doing? Everyone was sleeping. Kate's dad, worst character. Kate's dad, even though he died by breaking his neck going down a chimney, still better than Randall and Lynn. At least he was trying. He was a good dad. B yeah, exactly. Billy and Kate, yeah, he had gifts already bought that he was then delivering down the and chimney. And he was trying to go where above Randall's, and beyond. Yeah, where Randall's like, let's buy this weird Chinese thing <laughs> the day before Christmas. My son will love this. It definitely doesn't have a lot of drawbacks. Billy and Kate discover that the town has fallen silent. And the gremlins are watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in the local theater. That's awesome. <laughs> they set off an explosion, killing all the gremlins except Stripe. How did they set off the explosion? How did Stripe Billy? survive twice? Yeah, what the fuck? Who left to obtain... Oh, here we go. Who left to obtain more candy at the Montgomery Ward Jesus store across Christ. the street. They just want to have a good time. Yeah, they're just partying. As morning approaches, Billy chases Stripe into the store, where Stripe attempts to use a water fountain to spawn more gremlins. Gizmo opens a skylight. The moonroof! 
<laughs> Exposing Stripe to sunlight, killing him. Afterwards, Mr. Wing arrives to retrieve Gizmo as he criticizes the Pelter's carelessness and states that Western society cannot responsibly care for Mogwai yet. Oh, Jesus but the Chinese Christ. people Get can? <laughs> okay, Mr. Wing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you guys don't need suicide nets outside your sweatshops or anything. Who? <laughs> Let's listen to the Chinese guy on human rights violations. <laughs> Fuck me. You guys aren't ready to care for this stuff. God. Like we are. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> However, as he turns to leave, Gizmo, having bonded with Billy, bids, bids him goodbye. A touched Mr. Wing then concedes that Billy alone may be ready one day and promises that until then, Gizmo will be waiting. I think this is the movie that started the PG-13 system, yeah. Is it? Yep. Because everyone's dying in that movie? In response to some of the more violent sequences in the film, and with similar complaints about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Spielberg suggested that the Motion Picture Association of America alter its rating system by introducing an intermediary between the PG and R ratings. The MPAA concurred, and a new PG-13 rating was introduced two months after the film's release. So it wasn't even they saw the movie and they're like, oh, we need to add a new system. Steven Spielberg is like, hey, I think you guys should add a new one. Yeah. What a ball. Right? Uh, who you, who you, thought it was a good idea where it's like, okay, this is either for children or for adults. There's no in-between. No, it is kind of weird. Did you ever see Gremlins 2? More Gremlins? It's called... Oh, no. Is this the thing? It's called Gremlins Jesus 2? Jesus Christ. Oh, Howie no, is Mandel's this the thing? It. The story continues the adventures of a creature, Gizmo, once again voiced by Howie Mandel. <laughs> is he the... Does he talk? I don't... I didn't mention that in the first one, that he voices Gizmo. Yeah, I, di I didn't know Gizmo. Why does... Doesn't Gizmo just go... <laughs> yeah, right? I thought that's what it sounds like. Huh. Ooh. Gremlins 2 did not do as good as Gremlins 1. Well, Gremlins, Gremlins 1 kind of wrapped up the story, I think. Is Gremlins 2 from Steven Spielberg? No way, right? This is weird. There's a section on the Wikipedia page for Gremlins 2 that says uh, there's Looney Tunes segments. And it says, the film includes animated segments written and directed by Chuck Jones and featuring the Looney Tunes characters Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and Porky Pig. Jones had retired from animation before returning to work on Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Dante explained the animation at the beginning of the film was meant to set an anar anarchic tone. That's weird. <laughs> of having a movie that's normal, but then having multiple Looney Tunes segments. That feels a bit forced. Yeah. Doesn't it? I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I don't even want to read the Wikipedia for Gremlins. Today. Don't. Absolutely not. I think we should read the Wikipedia page for Mac and me, though. I'm in a spook mood. A spooktober mood. A spook, a spay mood. That's the worst one, because that's also just a word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in a mood for, for, uh, getting, making it so my cat can't have children. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a spay mood. Okay, the guy, the kid that was in the, uh, that played the wheelchair kid, I think is, I want, I just want to know if he's actually in a wheelchair. There's an article, there's an LA Times article from August 23rd, 1988. I think, I think he's actually disabled. This is good. This is off to a good start. There's some authenticity in the child actor that's, that's in really a wheelchair. That's really crazy because back then it would, it would seem like, like nowadays, if you had a, a disabled character, they'd be like, oh, you could have hired a disabled actor to play that. Yeah. But back then it's like, well, it's just easier to hire just an actor and then put him in a wheelchair. I also could be wrong, but let's, I guess let's see what Mac and Me is about. While regarded as one of the worst films ever made, <laughs> it has become a cult film. Holy shit. 
The film flopped. I'll read the I'll read the uh, the little piece of Wikipedia information before reading the plot. Okay. It says the film flopped at the box office, which flopped at the box office is hyperlinked to a Wikipedia page. Why well, I, I understand what flopped at the box office means. Yeah, me it's called whatever, fuck. The film flopped at the box office and was universally panned by critics, partially due to the plot line similar to E.T. the Extraterrestrial. I've seen that Which movie. was, this was released six years after, which I think is a fair... Amount of time. Yeah, right? It's not like it's immediately after, and that's whatever. As well as its elaborate product placement of McDonald's and Coca-Cola. That would be annoying. Yeah. That would be like, okay, I would hate this. I would then see the product placements of McDonald's and Coca-Cola and then hate the fact that it's close to E.T. more. Because, okay, you're just doing this for money. If it was a movie like E.T. but didn't have the extremely obvious uh, yeah, product It's like, okay, may- it, maybe someone saw E.T. and they're like, I think I can do better. Correct. Yeah. Then that would be admirable. Yeah. Like, I'm going to improve where Steven Spielberg fucked up, which is a fucking huge hill to climb and attempt to conquer. Yeah, first of all, to be like, I think I can do better than Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> but then this guy's like, nah, fuck it. This will make a lot of money. Which the budget was $13 million, and domestically it made $6.4 So they, they got what they deserved. The film was not... Holy shit. Oh, that's why. A Golden Raspberry Award is the parody of, like, the shit movie awards. Yeah. So it's the film was nominated for four Golden Raspberry Awards and won Worst Director and Worst New Star. Holy shit. <laughs> and the, the new star was for Ronald McDonald. <laughs> However, it received four Youth and Film Awards, now Young Artist Award nominations. While regarded as one of the worst films ever made, it has become a cult film. I don't know. I'm not a very big fan of that film. What is it? That, that two second movie of the guy riding the horse? The first movie ever made. Is that what the first movie ever made is? Yeah, it's like two seconds long. It's just a guy riding a horse. First movie. I'm not a very big fan. That's not a very good movie. Um, I wonder if it has a... Yeah, it is. It's just it's just a time lapse of horse pictures. This thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a very good movie. No. It looks like a cave, a moving cave painting. And then if you look up uh, first talkie ever made, yeah, the first picture you'll see is a guy in blackface. <laughs> the first movie with sound is called like the jazz singer yeah. <laughs> oh no it's the first movie that ever had sound that's <laughs> that sounds hilarious on yom kippur cantor Rabinowitz, played by Warren Oland, look, looks forward to when his 13 year old son jackie robin gordon will succeed him at the synagogue However, after discovering that Jackie is singing in a saloon, the cantor beats him and Jackie runs away from home. As an adult, Al Jolson, Jackie becomes a jazz singer performing under the name Jack Robin. When his father falls ill before Yom Kippur, Jackie must choose between singing at the dress rehearsal on his of his new Broadway show or singing at singing the Kol Nid, Nidir Nidre, what a fucking Jewish words, at the synagogue in his father's place. Jackie finishes his number and rushes to the synagogue where his father hears him singing the Kol Nidre and then dies, reconciled to Jackie. I'm not seeing any blackface. I think that's pretty anti-Semitic to say there's blackface in this movie. But you're probably right. You don't see any blackface. Hang on. Oh, God. You found it? Is it this? Yeah. Holy fuck, that is not... This is literally the fourth picture. Jesus. How did... Huh. 
It's so How did bad. people think this was good? I would rather just have a cool black person play the... Looking at the him fuck? is so Look scary. Look at the movie poster! It's so what is scary, that? dude. Yeah, it's not good. This is wait not a minute, what people are meant to What year did that... 1927. Babe Ruth got in trouble for playing um, baseball with... Uh, that was in... Ni- the, that movie, the first talkie, was in 1927. Yeah. In 1921, Babe Ruth got in trouble by the Major League of Baseball for barnstorming. And that's major league people playing with other people that aren't professionals. And Babe Ruth fucking played with black baseball players because he didn't give a fuck and they were good and it whatever. He liked playing fucking baseball. And like, surely tons of those fucking people had to be good at like, they're fucking good at sports. They're athletic. They're probably aesthetic as shit. They could be in a movie. Yeah. And that would be so much more pleasing to watch a cool, actual black person just aesthetically. Like, not even ethically, right? You can take the ethics part out of it, which is, like, just more motivation but to put a But seeing that person white in person in blackface it is actually scary. Terrible. It is the worst. It's not even funny. It looks awful. It is so fucking scary. Yeah. And I just... Wh- what's going on? <laughs> what are we doing? Back to Mac and me. Hopefully there's less blackface in Mac and me. <laughs> there's a little bit less. A family of aliens on a dying desert planet search for a subterranean water. Search for subterranean water to drink through a straw. What? A NASA research probe lands and begins taking atmospheric samples via a suction device. The aliens are accidentally sucked into the apparatus, and the probe returns to Earth. Oh, this movie already is great. The aliens <laughs> escape a government base with their ability ability to manipulate electricity and destroy anything they touch. That's a fucking powerful ability. <laughs> you can't just skate past that. They can destroy anything they touch. What happens if they touch the ground? Earth is gone. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> They've got to walk in the movie. Well, most of they the fam- can, But they can destroy anything they okay. touch. Okay. Well, most of the family runs off into the desert. The smallest alien... Yeah, that's smart. You guys are, like, thirsty and dying because you don't have water. And you're like, fuck it, it's dry over here. <laughs> Idiots. While most of the family runs off into the desert, the smallest alien breaks away and hides in a passing minivan occupied by single mother Janet Cruz and her two young sons, wheelchair-using younger son Eric and elder son Michael, who are moving to a new home near Los Angeles following the loss of the family patriarch. Uh-oh. Eric fucking, you know what probably happened is Eric ran him over with his fucking wheelchair. I was gonna say, he was probably a bad dad and got a gremlin. Oh, no. <laughs> it's Randall. Randall remarried. <laughs> <laughs> after this, after Lynn's like, okay, you're a, you're a bad dad. He's like, oh, that went horribly. Hopefully it looks, works better on the West Coast. <laughs> Jesus. We're closer to China. <laughs> Shortly after the move, Eric's... Yeah, Eric, Randall was following Mr. Wing because he wanted a gremlin too. And he yeah. left his family to get one. Good Lord. Shortly after the move, Eric suspects the alien's presence. Doesn't say how, he just does. It could be that he's disabled and his legs don't work and he has that sixth sense thing. Yeah, because he doesn't have the power of walk, he has the power of sixth sense. Correct. Alien finding technology. That's a kind of specific one, but it pays off here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The next morning, he finds that the creature has trashed most of the house and learns its identity, but Janet blames both him and Michael for what happened. Fuck you, Janet. (laughs) Sounds like a single mom. After noticing the creature, Eric tries to catch up to him but ends ends up sliding down a hill and falls into a lake where he nearly drowns but is rescued by the alien eric is not believed at all when he tries to tell his family about the creature's actions which is like eric you're disabled and you fell into a lake you fucking idiot you think we're gonna listen to you hell eric if i if you want me to listen to your story stand up (laughs) (laughs) this is it to a child yeah (laughs) 
if you want me to believe you, just come here. Walk over here. Yeah. <laughs> later, later that night, Janet's just a real cunt. <laughs> later, later that night, he sets a trap with the help of his new friend, Debbie, who has also seen the alien. It's Drew Barrymore. It's <laughs> Debbie Ryan. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> The two trap him inside a vacuum cleaner, which malfunctions and causes the entire neighborhood to surge, a po- to suffer a power surge. This is before surge protectors. Oh. That's how you know it's an old movie. Yeah, that makes sense. After That's th- why surge protectors were invented. Because of Mac and me. <laughs> After the alien is released, Michael now believes Eric, but it leaves before Janet can be convinced. Okay, that's bullshit. It's like three to one against Janet. Debbie, Michael, and Eric know that the alien's a thing, and Janet's like, uh-uh. Where's your dad, Eric? <laughs> I, I wonder why they're fucking matriarch laugh. They're fucking patriarch laugh. Hey, Eric, if you want me to believe, walk over here. <laughs> it's the same line. Stand up. <laughs> Stand up and I'll push you off the hill again. Holy fuck. It was Janet that pushed him into the lake. Eric, you're such a tool. God. Your friends don't like you. Eric's behavior towards the alien, which he names Mac, short for mysterious alien creature. Oh my God. Changes after he fixes all the damage he caused to the house and leaves behind several newspaper clippings that Eric believes are an attempt to communicate. Meanwhile, FBI agents Wicket and Zimmerman track Mac down and begin spying on the crew's residence. Eric disguises Mac as a teddy bear and takes him to a Debbie a birthday party. My bad. Debbie, a Debbie, Debbie party. party. <laughs> a birthday party at a local McDonald's. Oh, no. <laughs> where Debbie's older sister, Courtney, works. I mean, to be fair, that is where birthday parties always used to be. Yeah, the ball pit. <laughs> yeah, you do everything at the ball Everyone pit. Everyone from age, like, 4 to 10 had their birthday party at the McDonald's <laughs> every year. 4 to 65. <laughs> Wicket and Zimmerman, the FBI agents, follow, but Max starts a dance number as a distraction and escapes with Eric on his wheelchair. <laughs> After Wicket and Zimmerman chase them through a nearby neighborhood and shopping mall with additional help, they are rescued by additional help. How? What did the feds Debbie. Get? No, I'm saying as after Wicket and Zimmerman chase them through a nearby neighborhood and a shopping mall with additional oh there should be... The problem is I thought the federal agents had additional help. No, but it's like, the, it's Mac and me. Yeah, who's simping for the feds? <laughs> but it's Mac and uh, Eric yeah. get help from... Uh, Debbie. See, Michael and Courtney. Oh, who's Courtney? Uh, Debbie's older sister that works at McDonald's. Oh, okay. Michael's probably fucking Courtney because he was with her. <laughs> He's like Billy and he went through puberty way too early. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, Michael is Eric's older brother. So Eric could, or Michael could be like 16, 17. Okay. Yeah. Janet, having witnessed the chase while in the mall. Still doesn't believe. Typical shopping woman alert. (laughs) Good Lord. Janet, having witnessed the chase while in the mall, catches up to the agents and inadvertently learns from Wicket that Mac is indeed real. She witnesses the chase and then doesn't believe that the fucking alien, or like, I guess that's why, is she sees the feds chasing after a kid and be like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Okay. Because Mac is a teddy bear, right? Disguised as a teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, Michael, Debbie, and Courtney, the whole gang, decide to help Go reunite- Go back to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> help, decide to help reunite Mac with his family, who are lost in the desert without sustenance. Once again, going back to my initial point of their stupid fucking aliens that don't need any help because they ran off into the fucking desert. Yeah. I, whatever. Also, they're aliens. Why do they need water? 
I, I don't know. Following Mac's directions, they travel to the mountains, outs- the mountains on the outskirts of uh, Palmdale, where they find Mac's dying family and rejuvenate them with Coca-Cola. Mm, yeah, that's so cool. That's like the, the diet Pepsi in the Blues Clues. God. <laughs> The group stop- That's even more forced than the McDonald's. It's really forced, yeah. <laughs> the group stops at a gas station and goes to a nearby supermarket. The restless alien climbs out of a minivan and enters the store, causing a panic. After Mac's father steals a gun from a security guard. How does he... Whatever. The police arrive and sh- a shootout takes place in the parking lot, which ends with an explosion destroying the supermarket and Eric being killed by a stray bullet. Holy fuck! <laughs> Eric, Eric is gets, killed? Eric, Eric gets fucking murked by the cops! <laughs> Holy shit! The kid in the wheelchair gets shot to death. Hey, I heard the kid in the wheelchair's black! And the cops are like, okay, so fucking light him up. It was probably Janet that Holy, fired the bullet. Holy fuck! <laughs> He's like, Eric, just walk <laughs> away from the bullets. <laughs> Just, just walk out of What's my line the matter, of sight. Eric, you can't walk after you get shot, huh? You puss, come here. Holy shit. <laughs> Janet's such a mean mom. <laughs> Once Wicket, Zimmerman, and Janet arrive by helicopter. Oh, Janet's with the feds, so she couldn't have killed him. She has a pretty good alibi. She must have paid a cop to kill him. <laughs> Mac and his family use their powers to revive Eric. Oh, fucking simps. For saving Eric's life, the United States government gra- grants Mac's family American citizenship. Wouldn't that suck? The, alien. the aliens get American citizenship? Yeah, you're an alien. You're like, fuck, let's go to, like, Denmark or, like, Amsterdam. Like, no, sorry, you're a citizen of America. You're like, fuck. Yeah, let's go anywhere not here. You're like, well, I, I mean, I guess there's worse places, yeah. but, like, if I had to choose, this isn't pick. what I would have chosen. Yeah, correct. For saving Eric's life, whatever, blah, 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 American citizenship... With the Cruz family and their neighbors, as well as Wicked and Zimmerman, in attendance at the ceremony. I don't like that these fucking style of movies uh, personalize the villainous federal agents. Yeah. Like, oh, they're at the citizenship ceremony. Fuck you. You're not invited. Hide. <laughs> Mac's family, in earthling clothing, drives off in a pink Cadillac, and Mac blows a chewing gum bubble that reads, We'll be back. First of all, isn't that ominous? There's no way that the government's not like, okay, these this these aliens are our property, and we are going to dissect them yeah, and study time them. Time to experiment. We're no, we're just gonna let them drive away in an SUV. Yeah. No. With chewing gum. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good right. luck, fuckface. That's that's my number one complaint with this. God. Also, you can't just out of nowhere say. Oh, by the way, these guys have the ability to bring things back to life. You can't do that. You have to establish that you know earlier I, you in know the movie. I, you know what I hate? The beginning of the synopsis starts off by mentioning, or at least a couple sentences in, that they have the power to destroy anything they touch. Yeah. I imagine it doesn't come in to play at all in the movie, which is stupid. The, other well, than the, the, the surge? Other than the escape? Yeah, but I don't... I don't think that was... The synopsis of that, realistically, those powers kind of remind me of Pushing Daisies. I don't know if you know what that show is. No. So it's a show where this guy, he's living his life perfectly fine, and he doesn't realize he has these powers, but then I think his mom dies, and like at the funeral or something, he touches his mom's dead body, and she comes back to life, and then he touches her again, and she dies again. He tries touching her again, and she doesn't come back to life. So he has the power to bring dead things back to life. But if he touches the dead thing that gets brought back to life, they die again. Oh, that's stupid. And I think that uh, they ha- he 
he comes he like comes up with a thing because his dog dies and he touches his dog brings the dog back to life right and then he's like i'm just never gonna touch my dog again and then it's something like if this person is brought back to life for more than 60 seconds like someone else really close by like falls over dead Mm. so he becomes like uh some sort of detective where they like go to a homicide scene he like brings the person back to life and is like who killed you oh i think i have i've heard of this and then uh it's it's he has to like try to quickly get the information out of him because he's got like 30 seconds yeah it's stupid But the, I wanted to make sure the trap, the two trap them in a vacuum cleaner, which malfunctions and causes the entire neighborhood to suffer a power surge. It's not even related to Mac's powers. It's just the vacuum fucks up. Because Mac is too powerful. No, I don't. I, I, That's I, how I interpret no, it. No, well, it's wrong. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, the film premiered in Hong Kong, actually. That makes sense. Oh, as everyone was petting their <laughs> gremlins. Yeah. It grossed $6,424,000,000 in the U.S. against a $13 million budget. And it says it had a profit-sharing arrangement with Ronald McDonald House Charities. They made even less money. It says Los Angeles Times critic Michael Wilmington wrote that it is, it is, in quotes, an amazingly bad-faced copy of E.T., even though this is E.T. in a sticky wrapper left under the heater two hours too long. Almost everything in the early movie has a double here. Earlier movie has a double here. Huh. That's a very specific metaphor. The contrivance of the mysterious alien creature being referred to by the acronym MAC, a dance number at the McDonald's featuring Ronald McDonald and the characters wearing McDonald's clothing prompted Deseret News journalist Chris Hicks to declare, I'm not sure I've ever seen a movie that is a crass, that is as crass a 90 minute commercial as MAC and me. What about the actual mcdonald's movies i forgot you've seen all of those right yeah ew (laughs) we had them on vhs really yeah at your house like growing up yeah huh if that's not a commercial i don't know what is yeah they should go back to that i guess the problem is now is like brands do that on twitter where they try to kind of personify themselves into something greater than they actually are huh but if you've actually successfully done it the thing is i don't think mcdonald's needs to advertise anymore yeah, I don't, that's the thing. Yeah, I also don't understand that either. Mac and me, man. Another unneeded fuel for the fire that is disabled children should not act. And they should help me kill people. Now you want disabled children to help you kill people? If sick people, sickly children, can't be qualified as disabled in a way? I don't think so. I think so. I think that um, disabled would be, if I can, if St. Jude's doesn't fucking reach out to me pretty soon, I'll be able, I'll have to settle for disabled children. <laughs> that's that's where i'm at i'll go to other charities if i have to yeah i'll start yeah i'll shop around i'll window shop <laughs> i don't know i gotta expand my horizons fair enough yeah can you expand a horizon isn't it just permanently well you can expand a horizon if you your, your view your if width you, if you clear out like any blockages in the yeah, horizon yeah but at a certain point it can't be expanded anymore right but we haven't reached ultimate expansion 100 percent, you could do it fairly easily well, Just get to a, a flat plane. So maybe expanding your horizons is a pretty easy thing to do then. Yeah, that's what we wanted to, you to take away from this episode. Yeah, exactly. Just grow up and uh, expand your horizons. Just expand your horizons. It's easy. Stand up. Okay. Hey, Eric. <laughs> if you want me to listen, if you want me, to, if you want fucking supper tonight, stand up. 
but mom, my, my legs don't... Shut up. I'm not buying that anymore. Where's your alien with magical powers? Why can't he fix your legs? Can that alien bring your father back? Then I don't want him. If there's an alien with magical powers, you can stand up. If you need me, I'm going to be getting fucked by these federal agents upstairs. You're telling me that... they can stand up. <laughs> this could be you, Eric, if you can walk. You're telling me that this alien can bring you back to life, but you, they can't make you walk? Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Eric, if you ever want to have sex with your mom, stand up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no. Eric. Why is your wheelchair encrusted and calm? into this aren't you you disabled freak she goes eric if you ever if you ever want to make love to your mom don't stand up <laughs> he goes oh no he's trying as hard as he can to stand up but he can't do it God. eric that's why she hates him because he doesn't want to fuck his mother that's so sick oh eric book time book time Pick a number, any number, except for eight. 57,000. Okay, we're going to 570,000. No. 570 is the appendix. Fuck. Read it. Hundreds of children sent in letters for a Milwaukee Sentinel's My Pops Tops contest. Here are the quotations from some of the entries. We have such good fun with my daddy that I wished he knew I knew, had known him. Fuck me! <laughs> Wished threw me off because it's W-I-S-H-T. I can't read it's not how that word works. <laughs> we had such good fun with my daddy that I wished I had knew... knew... <laughs> Damn it! Okay, try it again. We had such good fun with my daddy that I wished I had knew him sooner. <laughs> my pops tops. This is all one word. My pops tops because he always takes good care of us, children, when my mother is in the hospital getting another. I have eight brothers and four sisters and know from experience. What is the joke? He taked me fishing, he taked me hunting, once he even takes me to the burlesque show, it was wonderful. I don't, this is really long, dude. I don't- I realize the grammar sucks because it's written by kids, so this- I hate this. I don't have no real father because he went away when I was young, but now I have got two fathers, both very good. <laughs> he wants me to learn. Once he took me to Fence Lake and thrown me in to see if I could swim, and I couldn't. He saved me too. I think all pops are tops because if we didn't have pops, where would he, we be? He is a farmer. He smells like a cow and went- I smell that cow in the house. I know Pop is home and I am glad. My Pops is Tops because every time I asked him for a nickel, he was starting he will start preaching that when he was a boy, he had to earn his nickels and at the same time he is putting his hand in his pocket and pulls out a nickel saying, "This is the last nickel I have." <laughs> My Pops Tops because he was a brave soldier. He didn't see me until I was 3 years old yet he is just as good to me as if he knew me all my life. <laughs> what? That's the joke. Why is that in the book? You picked the number, fucker. I don't understand. 
for his high school, for his height. There's this is more. There's a new joke. No. Oh, we can't do another no, one. You. That one's too long. <laughs> I'm cutting it right here. relationship with the book I've ever had. <laughs> really anything. Holy shit. Oh no. <laughs> Why would you do Fuck. that? The book's too big. Holy shit. The Pops Tops thing is the worst thing I've ever read.